One thing that many bigger companies have is history. They've been around a while and have done things a certain way. Boeing, IBM, Ford, just to name a few, have clearly done things a certain way and it's paid large dividends. But becoming a large company has its drawbacks. If they changed certain things during the growth, would that have helped or hurt? Making changes to things that have historically worked is very hard, but just because you've done it a certain way for many years doesn't always mean that's the best way to do things now. Today, we're going to give you some things to look out for, some reasons to consider change, not just for the sake of changing, but changing for the better. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Well, 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 look who I get to look at again, my good friend, Ed Squeaky Bejarana, once again, faced a gruesome face in the same studio. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Phil Anderson, and yes, we are ready to serve. Serve is something that's important to you in general, isn't it, Ed? Yes, and I tip well for good service. Well, that's okay. That's, I was thinking the other way around, but that's okay. Um, so we've just been through Christmas. Tell me, what is the one thing that you look forward to during Christmas that you're sad when it's over? Christmas dinner. That's... Uh, although eh, Christmas breakfast is pretty special too. My wife Kay makes a Danish treat called Abelskivers. Oh my, I'm hungry thinking about it. Seriously, right? Yeah, me too. What about lunch? No lunch? <laughs> silly, silly. <laughs> breakfast and dinner was mentioned, not lunch. Well, you know, it's you, you asked what was special. Those okay. Abelskivers are special. Fair enough. I was going to ask you a completely different question, but how about we just blow off this episode and go grab some food? <laughs> <laughs> So, the older I get, the less I like change. It's a constant fight. I I think I know this answer, but do you like change, Ed? I mostly deal with credit cards. I don't like to carry change around. I bills and you know, but mostly my debit card. This is how this is going to go today, isn't it? <clears throat> All right. Let's um I'm not even going to ask you how Christmas was. All right. Now that Christmas is over and the 2020 year is nearly upon us, and this is uh, going off uh, really well at the beginning, uh, companies large and small are coming up uh, with and creating goals of what the new year might look like. In a sense, they're corporate New Year's resolutions. But what I find interesting is that many large companies, they go through the motions of these resolutions and continue to waste so much money doing the same thing year after year, over and over, when a simple pivot might serve them better. So stories during the holidays are tradition in many families, stories about mistletoe and fires and getting together with loved ones. And, and many, if not most of these stories, well, they include food, right? <laughs> I'm um, so hungry. And I know. I, I'm going to tell you a few stories this episode, and a couple of them actually talk about food. Now, these stories are metaphors that outline why companies, in my opinion, need to do a better job knowing and understanding their systems of change, okay? Hello, pizza? Yeah, I'd like to order. Oh, good Oops. Lord. Hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 yeah, sure. Sounds great, Phil. 
Okay, so now I'm flying solo, I guess. All right. Well, I'll do that. Now, don't worry. I'm, I'm keeping in mind that this podcast is less about outlining what small businesses should do and more about talking about different strategies and ideas that business owners um, can think about as they navigate the often choppy waters of small business. So my first question for you today is, assuming you've completed your order with Pizza Hut, and are they paying for these name placements? Um, my first question is, have you ever heard the phrase, we've always done it this way, and it always seems to work out just fine? For 45 minutes? Great. I'll have an extra five if you can hit, get here in 30. Oh, my God. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm back. Uh, did I miss anything? Do I need to repeat the question? Oh, or just no, the no. hit rewind. <laughs> uh, well, you got me talking about food right know, away, you know? I know. Uh, okay, so, you know. We've always done it this way, and it always seems to work out just fine. You know, I've run into this more in the nonprofit world. I, I was chairman of the membership committee for a nonprofit organization. And when I would go in kind of help with business development for the small chapters, I would hear the old curmudgeons saying the same thing over and over again. Oh, we did that back in 1972, and it, it didn't work worth a hoot. That's that? That's what you remember is just the nonprofit one? That's, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of small businesses I run into, I don't typically uh have issues with change i like change i guess one of the things is uh some of the the bigger corporations i've worked with or for uh or the bigger companies i hear this so often um it just seems so short-sighted and frankly quite lazy to have that attitude so here's my story number one so pull up a pillow uh make sure you keep an eye out for the uh pizza hut truck i'm, I'm looking out the window i know you are so there is a room five monkeys and they put uh, bananas on, on top of a, a ladder in there and bananas on, on top. So they have to climb up the ladder to get to the bananas. And then they have a fire hose. And they every time the monkeys go up to get bananas, fire hose shoots them down, right? And uh, so after not too long, the monkeys just don't even go after the bananas. Then they, re they take a banana, or excuse me, they take a monkey out of the room and replace it with another monkey. That mon monkey subsequently goes up the ladder to grab the bananas. The other monkeys pull them down. This happens until they get a whole new group of monkeys and nobody goes after and get those, gets those bananas. They have no idea why. They just don't go get the bananas. And, and I think a lot of times in business this happens. We, we, companies do things because they've always been done that way. And, and nobody do, knows any better to do it any different. Well, and in large companies, they do it because that's what the employee manual says. Right, and that manual was written, you know, a long, long time ago. In fact, probably written by people that don't even work at the company anymore. Quite possibly, yeah. Or maybe even own the company anymore. So, so having just done an episode about SWOT analysis, could the SWOT analysis, if done correctly, actually flag systems that are outdated? Absolutely. I mean, that's why we do it. We look for where the strengths and the threats are going to meet. And generally what we find, if the threat, because those are external forces, if the threat and the strength are something that happen to be similar, then we've got a systems problem. Mm -hmm. If we're going to call this a strength, this is something we're really good at, and yet it's also a threat. It's an external force that's putting pressure on our business. The SWOT analysis might be the only way 
that we see that that is a dichotomy that's going to cause problems. You really have to do that with uh, uh, as much honesty as, as possible, right? It's I mean, critical. Yeah, right. So there's a, a story that I remember from years ago uh, regarding a good friend of mine who actually worked at the lumberyard with me, and we've stayed in touch all these years. But he got his degree, um, an engineering degree, if I remember correctly, and went to work for Boeing. And actually, a very good friend of his also got a degree and went to work at Boeing. These two guys came from different backgrounds, ended up in the same place, the same company. Boeing is so big that both were given the job, said, here's your office, here's your computer, get to work. No direction. So my friend Russ was like, okay, sat there for a minute or two and said, I got to find something to do and figured out something to do and went on and was productive. The other one, I won't mention his name just in case. Just in case he's listening. Right, right. But he probably figured it out. Um, He was also given an office. He uh, went in there, was not given direction, and said, this is really cool. Put his feet up. (laughs) Did nothing. (laughs) Did nothing. And nobody knows any better, right? The, The people that did the hiring don't know that. Um, I, it just baffles me why, I, I mean, that's a lot of wasted money, right? And you see and hear about companies like our bottom line is down or just we're not making as much money as we used to. If they just would do some self-reflection, they would catch these things, right? Well, and is it self-reflection or is it respect for what you're doing? We So many, um, I hate to just identify an entire class, millennials. <laughs> but, you, but you did. I won't do that. I, I won't. I, I just won't go, millennials. Really hope my daughter's not listening no. to this episode. It, the, the challenge is, is they don't respect the company and look for the company's success. What, right. they're, what they're doing is they're just looking for the paycheck. Right. And it's, it's no longer a calling. When you look at the, the cycle of business, uh, going, going into business... And starting a job would be a 20, 25-year endeavor. Now, lucky if you've got an employee to stay a couple of years. It is seemingly more and more about the um, themselves and climbing the ladder rather than, and honestly, if they were to look at doing a great job for the business, first and foremost, they, they would still get promotions and they would be able to go uh, to other companies and things like that. So off-topic... Can I ask an off-topic question? Of course, okay. of course, please. So I had the privilege. At least until the pizza gets here. Yeah, fair enough. Ding dong. Uh, we'll just sign off the episode right off, right right away when that happens. So I had the privilege, and I say that privilege in quotes, of flying the friendly skies recently. You know you know who that is? I, 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 yeah. Okay, not to mention any, any names. Uh, although so. at my size, flying is a difficult thing to do. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't fit in the seats. So they, that, another episode. Yep. <laughs> so I'm not going to mention the airlines, United. Um, but the flight attendants uh, asked me the question. This is the question: pretzels or cookie? To which I replied with a very warm and human, uh, kind of uh, humorous and human smile. Hmm. I'm not sure if I can choose between the two. And what do you think her response was? <laughs> get off my plane well better yeah what should have her response been right it's like why don't you have both sir right right no she glared at me and said pretzel or cookie i cowered said i'll take the pretzels please 
So maybe not uh, so much off topic since United is renowned for poor customer service and, you know, hating guitars. If you've ever heard that song, United hates guitars um, or breaks guitars, look that up on YouTube. Hysterical and true. It would seem they should be all systems forward to improve their customer service or at the very least the perception of good customer service, right? Right. Well, that leads me to this next question. What kind of systems could be put in place that would let a business owner know when things aren't working like they used to? Because big or small, you have to have these systems, right? Well, and this is tough because you're busy doing your thing. Right. I mean, the CEO of, of this unnamed airline, airline you know, yeah. that he Easy for you to say. He didn't fly in the plane all the time. There's, there's no cameras in there recording the stewardesses, at least not to my knowledge. He'd probably so, get brought to jail if that was the case. So, I mean, encouraging customer feedback, encouraging feedback loop, or secret shopper. My favorite, a secret shopper. You, you hire a consulting firm to go in and test out your employees. Because, I mean, obviously, we're not talking to the United Airlines of the world with our podcast. No, no, but the principle still the applies. The principle yes. absolutely applies. So what, what we're going to be doing as a small business is real stealth. We're going to be testing our employees because when we're around, they're going to probably be on their best behavior. They don't want to get fired, so they're going to behave the way they think we want them to behave. But we really need to see how they behave when we're not looking. You know, uh, one of my favorite coaches uh, was Don James for the University of Washington. And I actually knew some people who played for him. And they said all he does is sit up in his tower and he looks down. And he doesn't do any coaching, and they they had no idea. He would he would oversee the whole practice, but he absolutely did coaching. What he did was he coached his coaches to coach the players. Right, right. Okay, so a CEO should be coaching uh, their um, leaders, supervisors, and, exactly, their managers to teach and lead their uh, the company. Right, absolutely. And it all comes back to the top. Even this little story that I brought to light right now about the pretzels, it seems a real easy fix to me, a real easy answer. Why not both, sir? Thank you. I'll take both. You know, I'll, I'll share a story with you on this. Just last week, I was talking with a client, and we were reviewing the performance for this particular website compared to enrollments. This is a, a nursing school in Portland, Oregon. And when I got the report of the enrollments, uh, I was devastated. I mean, they were down by half. Revenue was off by half. Hmm. When we looked at the website performance, it was actually slightly up from the year before. It was up significantly from the year before that. And the, the there's a, a multi-stage sign-up. They have to go through um, kind of an orientation called an information session before they can register for class. And we had made changes earlier this year to boost those um, orientation enrollments. Mm. And those were up by 400%. And yet? And yet student enrollments were down by half. Now, the individual that I work with uh, is in charge of HR. She's a smart woman, dear friend of mine, and she is really a brilliant woman. So here she is in the business, close to the numbers, and she shares this with me, and the first words out of my mouth were, somebody's not doing their job. 
and it was almost disbelief. No, 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 no. The employees are no, great. No, they're all great. They're, 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 I know uh, them personally. Yeah. You know, we went through the systems. We designed the systems. We're doing the systems. I, I don't think it's that. And then we, we spent another 30 minutes trying to figure out how to prove Your what's thesis. going on. Yeah. And, you know, find it. I don't mind being wrong. Sure. I'm a consultant. I, I'm supposed to ask questions. So um, we, we finish our phone call. We have a plan. And she goes into a meeting with her staff and in about an hour and 45 minutes later i get a message from her a text message she says um looks like you were right yep you were right somebody wasn't doing something they had hired a new employee and she had trained a trainer to train the new employee who left out the part to tickle people for registration right and as a result registrations plummeted yeah, interesting. I, you know, it's just so interesting. And and whether it was just an oversight or someone, uh, you know, lazy or cutting corners, had to leave early yeah. that day, whatever the you case know, I, may be, right? I wouldn't right? even say it's lazy. In fact, we, we talked about it in a subsequent call just this last week, uh, or this week, excuse me. It, it, it's not really laziness. It, it's, it's corporate fatigue. I'm mm. going to refer to it as corporate fatigue. They're, they've got so many things to do. And what what happens is... The things you're comfortable doing become the items that you fall back to when you feel overwhelmed. And everything else then just gets pushed. And as a result, the office staff, I mean, imagine being an office person at a trade school like this, where you got students land blasting you constantly, mm -hmm. complaints, concerns, excuses. Before long, you're, you're just kind of tuning everything right. out. Right. So, you know, in their mind, it's kind of like, I'm going to go to something that's safe. I'm going to do the clerical stuff. Never mind the fact that if we don't have students register in the class, the school will close down. But that's that's kind of like so far uh, uh, away from the current uh, situation you're experiencing, right? Exactly. And so, which is just, uh, wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, this is a day of stories. Can I tell you another story? Tell it. Okay. So... Uh, young couple gonna host a Thanksgiving. Waiting for your response. I'm looking for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> a young couple, first first year uh, married, hosting Thanksgiving for the first time, and the young wife is uh, got a roast in front of her, and her husband sees her cut one end of the roast off and then another end of the roast off, and says, "What are you doing?" She's like, well, "That's how you make a roast." It's like, why? It's like, I mean, the, my mom, that's all the way we always made a roast. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just a dumb guy. What do I know? But it did kind of irk him a little bit. So the next day when everyone arrived, like his, his wife's mom walked through the door and said, hi, da, da. hey, pulls her aside and says, last night your daughter was making um, the roast for today and cut off each end. And she said, you always did it that way. Can you, why? She's like, well, that's how you make a roast. W what do you mean? He said, that's, that's the way my mom did it. It's the way I do it. It's the way we've always done it. And it just really started to get to him now. And then the wife's, the wife's uh, grandmother came. And, of course, now he's just really interested, pulled her aside, said, okay, this is really driving me nuts. Last night, my wife was making the roast, cut both ends off, and said, you know, her mom did it. And I asked you know, your daughter, she said, well, that's the way my mom did it. Now we've got three generations doing it. And I've got to know 
why? She's like, that's how you make it. In our day, when we made it, we didn't have a pot big enough to put the roast. So we had to cut each end off. And it just, I, right? I, you know, some of the things that companies do now, because they've always done it that way, don't make any sense now. But nobody has the sense to ask the questions. Why are we doing it this way? And, and not getting an answer every time, well, that's the way it's always been done, and it seems to work out just fine. And that's kind of the detriment to the business. And it's actually part of this downward cycle of a business. If you're in that mode where you're answering questions your employees are giving you with because we've always done it that way, be, be afraid. Be very, very afraid because you've reached a point of... Um, disconcern you do not have a business that is advancing you have a business that is retreating and in today's marketplace devastating if you're not advancing you're you're just days away from going out of business potentially well i don't even want to bring this up but i have to had this question been asked decades earlier think how much delicious meat wouldn't have been thrown away i know i know you cut it off like that and now it doesn't cook evenly i mean i mean the bigger piece of meat requires 90 minutes per pound the tiny little piece of meat <laughs> uh, it's just a completely different cook profile and this has been cooking with ed 101 <laughs> it is called business buffet so let's wrap up this buffet uh number one be self-aware if something needs to be changed change it your business health depends on it Number two, in business, even a small one, your employees deserve to know why they do the things you're asking them to do. Even if you don't tell them right away, at some point, address the question and, and let them know why. Number three, have systems in place that will let you know when things need to be tweaked. Number four, when hosting a podcast with another person, make sure they don't have access to the Pizza Hut hotline. Hey, hey, hey. Just had to say it. And lastly, always ask questions of yourself your business and employees. That's great stuff. You got a quote of the day? I have a controversial one. Uh -oh. You ready for a controversial quote? Absolutely. I love it. All right. People need dreams. There's as much nourishment in them as food. No. Dorothy Gilman. So until next week. By the way, next week's podcast will be the first one of 2020. We have some exciting things coming up in the pipeline, don't we? We do. We have uh, we have two new series that are going to be published here pretty soon. Nice. Uh, we've got the side dish, and then we've got a very special uh, program. It's all part of the business buffet package, if you will. Uh, we're calling ingredients right now. Uh, I'm going to uh, save a tease for that. But, okay. But stay tuned. These are going to be some pretty exciting times. Fantastic. Until next week. By the way, uh, have a very, very safe New Year's Eve. Until next week, uh, stay hungry in business. Thank you for listening to today's Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.